Yo, 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 that's my catchphrase. I've got a t-shirt that says yo, yo, yo. Trying to get that going. I want to have a, uh, a series of yo, yo, yogurts. Um, video game, probably. Cartoon. Maybe a major yo, motion yo, picture. Yo, yo, yo-yos for the, the kids, of course. <laughs> exactly. How's right. that go, go, going? Uh, slow. Yeah. Well, the pandemic has really slowed down the rollout. Is that what it was? Um, There's some really good news on the pandemic front. I mean, the numbers of hospitalizations and cases and deaths is way down. And I mean, the curve is absolutely fantastic. Um, If it weren't for these new variants that are really starting to pop up around the country and around the world, there'd be nothing but uh, celebration happening. You know, we're on the other side of this dang thing. Vaccines rolling out. Numbers are going down. Hurrah. And it's the winter time too, when you'd presume it would be horrifying. But man, all these variants are showing up uh, around America and, and all the, over the place. You got the British strain and the South African strain, and actually, the New York Post uh, had a headline. Let me find that. There's the California strain, which is entirely vegan. <laughs> um, New York Post had the story: seven new highly contagious COVID variants found across the United States. Absolutely seven. fantastic. The um, uh, British strain uh, report. Hello, coronavirus. The British strain a report came out over the weekend saying it is more deadly to an individual. It is absolutely more deadly because it spreads faster. It will kill more people, but uh, it actually makes you sicker. Um, so it is such a race between this British strain that is supposed to take over and become the COVID variety we talk about all the time here in just a couple of weeks. That'll oh be the boy. main one here in March. That'll be the, when you talk about COVID, you mean that. Because it'll oh edge out the other one. And So the Chinese a, bat fever is like so 1995. I mean, it's just nobody's going to be wearing it or talking about it. Right. Um, so that's wow. troubling. we got to get the vaccine out to, to, to beat the rush. And also... Well, of course, I'm sorry. That sounds like it's letting China off the hook. Of course, this is born from the Chinese sure. bat fever. There's oh, yeah. no British strain without China and their enormous sins against humanity. Absolutely. Washington Post with this headline yesterday, first known patient reinfected with South African coronavirus variant is in critical condition. So somebody who had had the coronavirus, then got the South African variant, is really sick and in critical condition. Obviously... If you could get these new ones, like you don't have immunity from the new strains from having had it previously, since we have, I think it's 30 million Mm -hmm. Americans that have had this thing. Um, If if they're not immune to the new strains, well, that would just be a horror, an absolute horror. No, I'm sorry. Did you say where that story came from? As a Washington Post story. Yeah, okay. I just, I wonder, some of these, the scarier stories feel a little clickbaity to me. And I remember in the early days of it, there was some wild misreporting. Sure. Of people getting reinfected when it turned out, oh, no, sorry, we got that wrong. So I, I, I just want to be a little cautious about, you know, passing along the scariest stuff. You know, so all the known stuff is headed the right direction, but there are some horrifying unknowns out there, you know, horrifying possibilities out there that, that could, Take us, you know, turn it to 11. We thought we were at 11 for the past year. We could we could go to a whole new another level of, of hell if these things catch on and, and, you know, outrun the vaccine, which you could yeah. do since we're doing such a terrible job of getting the vaccine out. I heard a story uh, out of California today. Once again, they threw in the idea that we have to focus on equity. And I thought, I thought everybody had given up on that. 
Oh my! God. I thought I'd seen enough headlines where people were saying, "Let's just get the vaccine out to whoever we can get it into." Anybody who gets the vaccine, that's a win for humanity. That just goes to show you how deep the psychosis runs. I mean, sure in, the, in the the circumstance we're in, to continue to be thinking now, it's better to have vaccines wasted than to give them to white people or whatever. I mean, th- those people are dangerous. Not only should they not be in charge, they should probably be, you know, th- th- hospitalized for their own good and ours. That's brutal. I heard old, uh, was it uh, Tom Friedman, one of your uh, go-to health authority guys, saying that they didn't think the vaccine had had much effect yet. Um, oh, really? It's just, it, it hasn't been widespread enough. They just think all the social distancing and masking and and, and all that's the main thing that's caused it to decline in the recent months. Well, let me but, hit you with some of the numbers as of yesterday. The U.S. vaccine supply, well, I'll tell you what, I'll hit you with the actual raw numbers right after we tell you about Car Shield. We're going to talk about protecting your body from the COVID. How about protecting your car from uh, unexpected problems? Of course, nobody ever expects a Well, maybe you expect a problem. If you got a really weird noise, you think something's about to happen. <laughs> I expect the unexpected. But thanks to Car Shield, you'll have maximum safety on the road for a low month-to-month cost. They can protect you from expensive car repairs. In fact, Plans from CarShield can save you thousands for a covered repair. Yeah, so whether your car is 5,000 miles on it or 150,000 miles, actually the sweet spot is yeah, you had a car under warranty. I got everything covered bumper to bumper until this Friday. Now I no longer do. That's when you want to call CarShield. Yes, indeed, and it's easy to do. Just 1-800-665-2157. Mention the code Armstrong to save 10%. Or easier still, go to CarShield.com, use the code Armstrong. A deductible may apply. Go to CarShield.com. Use the code Armstrong. CarShield's helped over 1 million drivers. You could be the next one. CarShield.com. Use the code Armstrong. So we're now running it at about 1.68 million doses per day that we're giving out. Uh, and vaccine supply is running at about 11 million doses per week. So we're about at going as fast as we possibly can. We're, we're, we're almost getting the vaccine out as fast as we've got the supply right now. Finally. Uh, right. About 1.8 million doses per day uh, that we've got, and about 1.7 that we're getting into people's arms. So you can't go up much for that from that. Uh, there are about 40 million people that have gotten at least one dose. 14.5 million that have completed their vaccination. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, what you were saying. If only 14.5 million in, the, in this giant country have gotten both shots, that can't have much of an effect on what the numbers are. It's not hurting, but yeah, it's not the factor. Which leads me to this. I saw a deep dive on Florida versus California. Florida and California see COVID-19 declines despite different approaches. And I could get into all the numbers, but to not bore you, just uh, suffice it to say that all the numbers are really, really close as to how many cases, how many deaths per capita, um, all these different things, except for California shut down hard and for a long time, and Florida barely shut down at all. California wow. did a stay-at-home order as recently as a couple of weeks ago. and we're finding, hardly anybody was aware of. Right. And we're finding businesses for opening. In Florida, the governor was going to fine you, was going to fine your county if you made a business shut down. They wow. made it illegal in Florida to enforce shutdown orders, and people stayed open. And you ended up with almost exactly the same results in terms of per capita cases, deaths, hospitalizations, etc. in the long term. That's just crazy. So what do you do with that? I've thought for a long time, and I'm not basing this on anything, I've just thought the virus is going to do what it's going to do. 
And it seems to be the case. Now, I definitely believe in masks. I absolutely 100% believe in masks and social distancing. But I, I, I would guess that people were doing that in Florida pretty well. Yeah. I would guess. It, it, it could be that anything beyond sensible personal precautions is wasted effort and, and crushing the economy. That, uh, that if, the, if what we find out out of this in the long term is that the restaurant thing, that didn't do anything at all. Yeah. Could have been yeah. open, could have been closed, especially the outdoor dining. Made no difference whatsoever. Um, oh, yeah. That, that, that whole part was just egregious. When in the early days they were shutting down golf courses and parks, that, that deserves a slapping. I mean, that was, that was idiotic then, even with our very, uh, you know, our huge lack of knowledge about this beast. Even back then, that was inexcusable. Well, restaurants were shut down for outside dining as of a couple of weeks ago in California. So you, you can barely say it was. It's not like it was ancient history. And right. it might happen again if these uh, variants to take off. I just, I just hope that we've got enough data now that if it if it if it starts to get hot again, um, the virus, you know, traveling around more, numbers start going up. That we don't, we don't start claiming that California's doing it the right way, following the science, destroying that the idiots. That idiot's about to get recalled. We were talking about this a little earlier. They have enough signatures now. Well, they have the required number of signatures now. They need some extra ones because some get tossed out to, to uh, recall the idiot governor of California. And the idiot governor of New York might be next. That old nursing home scandal cover-up, uh, nursing homes cover-up scandal right. is uh, getting bigger and bigger. And Cuomo made a floundering attempt to clear his greasy name over the weekend, but it's, it's not working now. The, the liberal media has finally finally decide to pay a little bit of attention, although they're mostly complicit in helping him. Uh, but it's gotten too big to ignore. Um, when we come back, I want to play for you some audio. Uh, I wish you'd check out the video. We've got it posted on our Twitter and probably our website. I don't know. Do we have it on our website yet, Hanson? It's definitely on our Twitter account. He'll put it on the website here soon. Check out these girls singing. I'm trying to figure out if this is fake or not. Are they Are they jerking the world around or are they trying? We'll play a little of the uh-huh. audio for you. It uh, uh-huh. it kind of went viral yesterday. Um, also, some other important things to talk about. But I can't. I can. I can no longer tell what's fake or what's real online. Right, including news headlines. Honestly, I mean, just uh, I have the that may be. It's like my kid came home. There was a gorilla at school. Everything I see, I think, oh, maybe there was, maybe there wasn't. <laughs> I'm gonna look into it. <laughs> Oh, hey, I've got some, this is, this is science though, by God, science. Uh, Israel just did a big study, um, of the, the Pfizer vaccine, and it showed a 94% drop in symptomatic COVID-19 infections. 600,000 people who had gotten the two doses of the Pfizer vaccine, 94% effective. Um, also 92% less likely to develop severe disease. So, uh, uh, up with Pfizer. Good vaccine. That's the two dose one. And that's the one that's tougher to transport, right? It's got to be deep frozen. Just send it, send it all to Texas. They can distribute it from frozen, frozen Texas. Of course, it only works for you if you actually get it into your arm. What now? I'm not a doctor. I don't understand your (laughs) technical uh, claptrap. Is it time for a maximum wage as opposed to a minimum wage? Uh, according to some thinkers. (laughs) Um, and a bunch oh, of other oh stuff. you know what else I have? I was doing some deep reading. The the history of the minimum wage, you will never guess how it got started and who was pushing it. It's crazy. I want to hear that. That sounds awesome. All on the way. Armstrong and Getty.
and Getty Show. Okay, so what is that? That's uh, one of the hot pop tunes of the day, as sung by four attractive young blonde women who look to be like high school or college age. Yes. And as I tweeted out yesterday, I'm not into making fun of young people's attempts to do things on YouTube, but I was trying to figure out if this was real or not. Did you watch the video? I did. I did. We it obviously it cracked me up. We have it on our Twitter, and we have posted at armstrongandgetty.com. Being able to intentionally sing badly is really a talent. And I believe those girls were doing you that. You think so? And it is hilariously terrible. I'm not, I'm not certain. Oh, I'm 100% certain. It's so terrible. When they get well, to their chorus so, well, and at the end. <laughs> they're singing like the cliched upper crosser. I mean, they're absolutely... Oh, it was uh, that brown girl that always made me doubt. <laughs> They're about to all sing together. But What um, song are they attempting to sing? It's that driver's license song. Okay. Is that what the one is? It's a hot pop tune right now. Okay. Um, <laughs> I can't tell, though, because, you know, I've seen some karaoke. I've seen some people <laughs> attempting to do a really emotional Christina Aguilera, you know, Adele sort of thing. And it's sure. just awful yeah <laughs> so yeah. i also believe that these these women are in the range of attractiveness where guys would listen to that and be like that was great <laughs> right yeah Bingo. exactly exactly yeah. that is exactly right <laughs> positive sean and president biden agreeing on that point that Love is that. very true that those girls are the type that no guy was going to say you're terrible <laughs> no, I still say fake. Watch it. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Watch it. I could have someone else. That sounds no to way. me no like way. young women being all emotional, emo, because they were like tearing up and everything. Uh, They're pretty good actresses just, then. They kept a straight face. Brilliant TikTok humor. <laughs> Go to armstrongandgetty.com, then either email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty, or text us 415-295-KFTC. <laughs> I don't. I really. I don't think we have time to do the maximum wage, minimum wage thing right okay. now. Okay, maybe we'll do that next segment. I don't think there's going to be a Winter Olympics next year. I think that's pretty clear. Really? No uh, Winter Olympics? It's scheduled for Beijing, China. Oh, wait a minute. And uh, there's, What do they care? <laughs> um, yeah, we routinely kill people by the hundreds of thousands in, in China. A few tourists, who cares? Um, Is I it because of the vid? Somebody, somebody from the Biden State Department. No, 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 not the vid. The human rights 
The uh, uh, somebody from the State yes. Department, Biden State Department, said, "I don't think unless you know some things change or whatever that we can participate." And some uh, op eds were written about that. And yeah, you think about it for two seconds, and you think, "How can the world come gather in Beijing, China, when they have millions of people that they are systematically raping? How can right. they have President Xi stand up there in a stadium and everybody cheer and have the the national flag? Well, because they're the ones that bribe the International Olympic Committee the most. All right, thank that, you. That is absolutely right. true. But no, the world absolutely can't show up there and legitimize them as a real nation. Well, they're a real nation, but... I hate to lean on the Third Reich because that seems to be the only dictatorship, the only evil government system that most people are familiar with, but famously, the Olympics were held, the Summer Olympics, in 1938, and Hitler uh, stood up there and was pissed off that Jesse Owens, uh, not only an American, but a black man, was whooping up on his uh, Aryan nation there. Uh, but to hold the Olympics in Beijing right now would be not like holding the Olympics in, in Berlin 1938. be like holding them in Berlin 1943. Right, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. when the concentration camps were up and running and the ovens were humming. And I mean, the world be... knows. All right, yeah, yeah, it's absolutely unforgivable. Yeah, keeping in mind that the world didn't really know a lot of what was going on in Germany till after the concentration camps were liberated. In so, addition yeah, that's, that's to good. The... We can't possibly no. go kiss their feet no in addition to their crackdown on hong kong so between the uh the the millions of people in a concentration camps and uh cracking down on hong kong and starting the damn virus to start with um no you can't you can't be going to china for the winter olympics so that won't happen maybe we'll have a different one in park city utah or someplace armstrong and getty The Armstrong and Getty Show. Discovery has linked Stonehenge to its original site in Wales. Archaeologists from University College London uncovered the remains of an ancient stone circle in Wales and supports the theory that the monument was dismantled there and then dragged over 140 miles to Wiltshire, England. Okay, I'm sorry, but that is incredible! Stonehenge was moved. 140 miles? How? And also, why? What was the difference between a field in Wales and a field in England in prehistoric times? No one was like, the schools are much better there, plus there are so many good restaurants you can walk to. Um, <laughs> yep, one of the great mysteries. They uh, they now know that Stonehenge was moved 100-some miles for some reason. I was going to go with taxes. Could be taxes. Taxes got high in Wales. I'm taking my stone circle and leaving. Um... How you doing? Uh, impeachment's over. Trump acquitted again. That's the end of that. Nancy Pelosi wants to get a commission going to study it. I don't know if that'll happen or not. Well, she wants to, to study what happened at the Capitol. A 9-11-style commission. Mm-hmm. Okay. It just depends on who's uh, who's on it. She says it'll be an independent commission. I don't mind that idea. Sure. I have a feeling it will turn out to be not nonpartisan, not independent, and not reliable, but I'm a cynical man. A majority of Republicans think a third party is needed. That's pretty interesting. Wow. Uh, stay tuned for that. Wow. So do you remember Governor Wrestler Jesse Ventura? <laughs> he was the yes. governor of Minnesota. He was a famous wrestler and kind of an actor. Anyway, he says it's now time for a maximum wage. Forget the minimum wage. We need a maximum wage. $12 million a year is enough for anyone, says the former governor. Wants to cap it at that. Oh come on! If you can't kind live an actor, if you can't live on a million dollars a month, <laughs> he says, 
Oh, what, so was, what was his big uh, hit the, to the, the Shawnee? The movie Predator had two future governors in it, and I will not stand for this disrespect. That's true. <laughs> two future governors. Yes. Arnold and Jesse Ventura. Yeah, both of them boneheads, as it turns out. Stop whining. Speak, speaking. <laughs> Michael, if I ever get tired of our uh, Arnold clips, I will let you know. <laughs> so speaking of wages, this is such an interesting tidbit from history. From uh, Jeffrey Tucker, he's with the Bastiat Society, free markets, free people. And he writes, all this talk of a $15 national minimum wage, prompted, which is a terrible, terrible, terrible idea for a number of reasons. Oh, we got this great note. That's right. Hang on a second. Yeah, we got this great note from, uh, from Ted, Ted the architect, who, who pointed out, uh, I, I in particular have said over and over again that that a $15 minimum wage would mean it's illegal to employ anybody who cannot bring $15 worth of value per hour to your business. And that excludes maybe, uh, you know, poor people, uh, teenagers, uh, some immigrants, the rest of it. You're outlawing those people. But he said, wait a minute, fellas, and I know you know this, in essence, it costs a hell of a lot more than $15 an hour to employ somebody at $15 per hour. And the Small Business Administration points out that it costs somewhere between 1.2 and 1.4, almost one and a half times your wage to employ you after benefits, if there are any, uh, payroll taxes, unemployment taxes. There's a fee for every hire paid to the government. There are, there are a huge tax burden. The government taxes employers for hiring somebody. So anyway, yeah, it could be 1.4 times your wage. You have to bring that much value to even have your employer break even on you fogging their particular mirrors, if I may, uh, you know, abuse the metaphor. So anyway, uh, let's see. Uh, Jeff writes, uh, all this talk about the $15 national minimum wage uh, caused him to go back to some historical economics uh, screeds and books and that sort of thing. And one, uh, you know, touchstone of economics in the progressive era Principles of Economics by Frank W. Tossig in 1917. Uh, there's one section, he writes, where he really goes off the rails. He's discussing labor policy and compulsory minimum wage rates. There wasn't one at the time. That didn't happen until 1933. But this is 1917, the height of the progressive era. Uh, you know, your, your, uh, what's his name? Uh, Woodrow like Wilson. Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, it was big. Woodrow Wilson was, was the president and everything. As he plainly states, the purpose of the law is to regulate the plane of competition so that one, no one could undersell others by cutting below the established rate, and workers whose productivity fell below the minimum would simply be excluded. It would be impossible to compel employers to pay the minimum to those services who are not worth it. This is intentional. Some people are unemployable, he says. For example, those who are helpless cases irremediable due to old age, infirmity, disabling accident, alcoholism, criminals, tramps. This class, tramps. he says. Right. This class. You know he opines, a tramp when you see him because they're stamped. Right. Right. This class, he opines, must be stamped out and should not be allowed to breed. This is all Whoa. about eugenics. So the minimum wage was established. To make it so you wouldn't hire people that weren't worth much. Because right. you wanted them out of society. Right. Wow. Right. That's well, certainly not, not only out of society, but not allowed to breed. 
at least they can be segregated, shut up in refuges well, what, and if asylums. You a, if you have a tramp breed with our irremedial, you don't know what you're going to end up with with a kid. <laughs> They can be shut up in refuges and asylums and prevented from propagating their kind. They're a tool to achieve the goal of the early progressives, which is eugenics, building some sort of master race. The power of laws must be very strong indeed, he writes, and very rigidly exercised in order to prevent the making of bargains, which are welcome to both bargainers. Chilling. Welcome to the world world of progressive era economics as informed by eugenics. That's really yeah. wild. Oh, wait, but there's more. He was hardly alone in his view. Princeton University's Royal Meeker, who is Woodrow Wilson's commissioner of labor, he agreed, quote, it is much better to enact a minimum wage law, even if it deprives these unfortunates of work. Better that the state should support the inefficient wholly and prevent the multiplication of the breed than subsidize incompetence and unthrift, enabling them to bring forth more of their kind. In other words... Wow, the great liberal icons... Uh, did not like the lower classes. Right, right. Well, and keep in mind, Planned Parenthood, Margaret Sanger, was established as a way to snuff out the unborn of inferior people, inferior races. Uh, if we are able, if we are to maintain a race that is made up of capable, efficient, and independent individuals and family groups, wrote Woodrow Wilson's chief economics guy. We must courageously cut off lines of heredity that have been proved to be undesirable by isolation or sterilization. Wow! That is unbelievable! Out of a U.S. White House. Yep. Let me hit you with a couple more. Here's uh, Fabian Socialist Sidney Webb in 1912, The Economic Theory of the Minimum Wage. Quote, Legal minimum wage positively increases the productivity of the nation's industry by ensuring that the surplus of unemployed workmen shall be exclusively the least efficient workmen, or to put it in another way, by ensuring that all the situations shall be filled by the most efficient operatives who are available. They were for cutting off and killing off the least productive among us. Isn't that something? God, I would say. That was the genesis of the minimum wage. So that crowd would not like the welfare state because you're propping up that crowd in their mind. They would only like it if they were segregated, cut off from society, and sterilized. That was the (laughs) point. Oh, my God. But, you know, national attitudes toward forced sterilization have softened somewhat since that time, Jack. So instead, it's, well, okay, we can't advocate sterilizing them. Why don't we just make them wards of the state, make them entirely dependent on us for everything, and they will always vote us into office? If you are dependent, you can't be independent, and that's how the scheme is mutated uh, these days. So is somebody who, and again, you got to remember that multiplier. If it's a $15 minimum wage, you've got to be worth at least seventeen fifty to your employer, or you can't be hired. So that puts millions of people, and the CBO said this the other day, that puts millions of people out of work, makes them wards of the state, and makes them dependable health, health written in stone, Democrat voters. That's pretty interesting stuff there. That's what I was shooting for. The minimum wage was to to, to keep out tramps and, and kill off and drunks and 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 the infirm, the old, the crippled. Oh yeah, and the old and the, the you know people that didn't that didn't do anything to deserve it. Right, those with developmental disabilities. You remember the progressives of that era were all for snuffing out the, uh, the anybody with any disability 
or preventing anybody with any disability from reproducing. Yeah, that's when they sterilized people in uh, mental institutions. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's your minimum wage. That is really interesting. Yeah, crazy. Um, Blew my mind. Joe Biden just made a big uh, economic announcement that we should probably pass along to you. Um, Might be necessary, but all these chickens are going to come home to roost at some point as we keep putting off all kinds of financial realities. Anyway, that and a whole bunch of other stuff on the way. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Gonna drive through the slides this last week. It's like we always talked about. It's a second girl that I had. It's sad if I met a funny driver to us. This girl's quiet. Now the fourth girl. Listen for the fourth girl coming up. She's really weird. This fourth one. You probably will not block the girl that always made me doubt. Okay, so we have, <laughs> uh, we have the video at armstrongyugetty.com, and I tweeted it out, trying to figure out if it was real or not. So here's uh, some of the texts we've got. They seem to follow into a couple of different categories. It's obviously a joke. Or, no, it's real. I have uh, teenagers who think they can sing and sound like this. Um... <laughs> No, I read somewhere they're deaf girls singing. What? Which would... Uh, no. And then somebody no. said there are outtake videos of them laughing, trying to keep a straight face while they do this. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Whichever. Yeah. I found it entertaining. We have it at armstrongandgetty.com. <laughs> I like Sean's theory is that they're attractive young women, and no man has ever <laughs> been willing to tell them they're terrible. Oh, you're a great singer. Oh, you want to come over to my place and sing sometime? Yeah, you should totally do karaoke. You want to go next Thursday? Great Chinese place near my house. Right. Um, oh, coming up after the uh, the next hour, um, how impeachment is likely to play out based on history. Lots of projections about what it's going to mean and the effect it will have. Well, the effect the last several impeachments have had. We'll take a look at that. This is horrifying if it happened. The LAPD is probing are launched an internal investigation into cops allegedly sharing a Valentine's Day-style graphic featuring George Floyd with the inscription, You Take My Breath Away. Mm. That's a a dark joke from the LAPD. Yeah, that is dark. That's cop humor, though. But this is from PD. Which is not to say I think it's funny or I approve of it. No. Here's something from some PD, uh, a police department that I think is funny. Um, it's my local police department. I'm not going to mention them just in case it would get them in trouble because I thought it was fantastic. Blank Police Department had a post on their Facebook page. Valentine's Day special. Do you have an ex-Valentine and know they have warrants? Give us a call with their location for a special <laughs> holiday offer. The package includes free transportation, a stay in our luxury five-star accommodations, a chef-prepared meal, and a special set of bracelets. All this can be yours for the price of a phone call. Callers can remain anonymous. And then the phone number. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> Needs to be more of that sort of thing. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Do you have an ex-Valentine and know they have warrants? I like the chef-prepared meal. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, 
So this just came across. President Biden is extending the foreclosure moratorium and mortgage forbearance through the end of June as part of his efforts to address the economic impact of the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, Like I said before the break, this might be necessary. I don't know. But all of these chickens are going to come home to roost at some point, aren't they? Putting off all these rents and mortgages and school loans and, uh, you know, uh, obviously the printing money and the stimulus package and we haven't come up with a tax way to pay for it yet and all that different stuff. Well, and I'm finally hearing people point out, uh, if you're going to say no rent need be paid, how about the, the landlords need not pay their mortgage, but then how are the banks supposed to pay their employees? Right. You know, where does it end? And uh, what I want to know is, if if you can make a semi-reasonable claim, and with all the fraud out there, semi-reasonable is good enough, if you can make a semi-reasonable claim, then no, I can't pay my rent because of the dang vid. Sure. Will that stick on your record like a uh, an overdue bill, or uh, will that screw up your credit rating is what I'm asking? Sure. Because not. if the answer to that is no, because of the great government program, well, then you're a fool to pay your rent, or, or you're a moral, upstanding human being. Um. You know what I mean by fool, just from a particular point of view, just as a purely financial move, stop paying your rent. Right. And then society falls apart, and you see the for-rent housing market collapse. But nobody ever thinks a step or two down the road in economic policy. It's just what will make a a good-sounding headline. I thought it was interesting that he um, extended it through June. I don't know how they picked that timeline. Maybe it has something to do with this. Moody's Analytics, who looks at stuff for business, they looked at how fast the vaccine is getting out and the number that most people think you need to hit for herd immunity, et cetera, et cetera, and put out this statement. If these trends in confirmed infections and vaccinations continue, the U.S. will achieve herd immunity with three-fourths of the population having been vaccinated or infected and thus presumably with some immunity to the virus around July 4th. Herd immunity around July 4th at the current huh. rates of infections and vaccinations. And this isn't some sort of headline-making cable panelist. This is Moody's Analytics who who have to be right for a living. Right, 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 right. <clears throat> they want to know when uh, you know the economy might go back to something close to normal. I the vaccine will be getting out more vaccine, but I also think the uh, the virus is likely to pick up speed here as soon as the uh, the other variants take over. So who knows how close it'll be? But to me, that was. Really, middle of the summer? I got to wrap this point. I got to wrap my head around the fact that this summer is going to be mostly like last summer. Although, if July Fourth indeed is roughly herd immunity day, how festive a day is that going to be? Not only is it our wonderful nation's birthday, but if we start to get the idea of hey, this is pretty much over, um, and again, fingers crossed, cautious optimism. Let's hope the the mutant of the mutant of the mutant doesn't, uh, you know, elude the vaccinations. Um, but uh, assuming it doesn't, how festive is July going to be? Oh, my God, it's going to be like, uh, you know, a VE day at the end of World War II. You're going to have sailors kissing nurses in Times Square and the nurse uh, being happy about it. <laughs> that would be some party, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, I'll be there. Um, I wonder how quick will things, things are, are things, is there going to be like a day of, Woohoo! They announced herd immunity into the streets, like you're just talking about, or is it going to be like real gradual? Like real gradual. You know, I think it's probably going to be pretty gradual, and then there'll be, I don't know, maybe it'll be Fourth of July weekend where everybody just kind of communally, the zeitgeist is to hell with it. 
we're, we're going back to normal, and it ends up being a, a giant party. And I've made a decision, a very important decision. When the vid is over, and Jack, I ask you to join me in this, I'm going to become a hugger. And I think, no, I can't. And I think I you can't. should, too. No, I can't go there. Jack, come on now. That's the closeness of human being to human being. <laughs> oh, jeez. Ran- randoms? I'm supposed to start hugging randoms? Well, everybody's going to be so happy. You can start with, you know, friends and relatives and then move outward from there. <laughs> to your level. Yeah. Coworkers. Lots of hugging coworkers. Probably oh, yeah. every morning. There he is. Big hug. Right. You know how you usually say, hey, how's it going? The first time you see somebody every morning? Big hug. Hey, you. Hug. Then you like a, nuzzle your nose under their neck like a full on. <laughs> oh. All right. All right. You win. And just hold it <laughs> there for a second so you know it's real. <laughs> Right. And then, Sean, go with the lift them off their feet if you're really happy to see them. Yeah, if their feet don't come off the ground, it's not a real hug. <laughs> not sure I could do that with everyone around here. Oh, good. Thanks for that. That's nice. Oh, hey, Jack, with the riveting description of the late hours of the impeachment earlier in the show. Yeah, it uh, was something. And what it means... Uh, more importantly, also, we got to talk about the solar winds hack, which is not getting near the attention it should. Way too much attention to the soap opera that is Washington, D.C., that will not have an effect on your life, and not enough attention to the biggest hack in world history that is still going on. Let's kick off next hour with that. Okay. I can't wait. I like it. All on the way. Armstrong and Getty.